Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Floor 26 podcast, the show made by young people for everybody. My name is Adam Duffy. I'm back again in my corner of the sewer, and I am joined by my illustrious co-hosts, Jack Casey over the call. What's up? What's up? Over the call. <laughs> hey, and then sitting across from me is Therese Hill. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing today? I switched it up there. Figured uh, it'd be interesting. <laughs> but... You know, I was thinking about this. What happens if this podcast lasts like years and we're not really young people anymore? How are we going to intro it? How's that going to We're going to be young people for at least another 15, right? I mean, I mean I f- I, the, my in our 30. Kinda, my when, <laughs> when can we stop calling ourselves young people? I don't people? think we should ever do that because my ideal is even when my grandparents get old, I'm like, what's up, young man? You know how you doing today, young sir? Uh-huh. Like today, your birthday. You're not getting older. You're getting younger. So you know what I'm saying? in 50 years, you're going to be like, welcome to the Floor 26 podcast. You know what I'm yeah. The show hosted by young people. For everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we don't think that far ahead anyway. But getting into what we're talking about today, there was a fairly popular event that took place over this week. I don't know if you guys heard about it. It was... I got a little bit of news coverage uh, here or there. Uh, Just a tad. A little razzle-dazzle. You know, nothing too much. The 2020 election finally came upon us. You know, we never thought we'd reach this day after the longest year in human history, but we are here <laughs> and it's past, sort of past, where today is pretty much the last day, Friday, um, hopefully, and we're going to discuss sort of all the things that go on, uh, that went on this week uh, pertaining to the election and, uh, you know, sort of what we think about the situation. So, <laughs> obviously, let's, I guess, I guess I'll just put my sort of timeline of thoughts throughout the week first. Please do. Two cents, Adam. So, Tuesday night, votes start coming in Tuesday night, right? Yes. And, you know, it's just boom, 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 boom. You know, states are turning red and blue and fucking green all over. And, um, uh, you know, it starts from, like, the East Coast and goes West. And, I mean, let's see. I mean, I wasn't too surprised. I mean, like, the enti- so this entire election cycle, I've been thinking that Biden would win because – how because i can you know it's palpable because why wouldn't you adam (laughs) there's a lot of reasons why i wouldn't but the reasons why i would outweigh those but you know the the sense of you know getting him out of office was uh was very palpable but um on tuesday night what i noticed was you know the east coast pretty much you know all at least the northeast northeast um it all you know uh wind blew pretty quickly which uh, i wasn't surprised about and then um, as it descended down, you know, the initial numbers in Georgia and Florida uh, pointed red, which I also wasn't surprised about. Same with uh, North Carolina. Um, and then, you know, it was what was really interesting to me was that before the West Coast was counted, um, Donald Trump was leading the popular vote by about four million votes before California, Oregon and Washington got uh, um, had their polls closed. And it was funny to me how when their polls closed, they instantly like with the zero percent reporting votes, they all instantly like called them as blue, which I mean, it's true. It's just uh, kind of uh, kind of it kind of amused me. But um, at the end of Tuesday night, after you know, like mo- some states had gotten up to like seventy percent of votes counting, but some were still lacking behind. But overall, you know, a majority of Nevada. the votes from the early voting and that day voting had been called in before really any mail-in ballots were called. Um, I was looking at the map on multiple different websites and you know projecting that to what it could seem, you know, like in the next coming days when we finally get a real decision. And yeah. to me, at the end of Tuesday night, it looked like Donald Trump was going to win. It really did. He was going to win pretty handily. He was, g- From what I could see from the states that he was leading in and how much they were leading in, I saw him winning with roughly like 
200 to 300 electoral votes, um, which was interesting. I was, uh, I was, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, wow, I guess, uh, I guess I was wrong because, um, I saw that the, the Rust Belt states were, um, at least initially following the same patterns that they were in 2016, which, you know, I, I can respect in some ways because, um, you know, if we look at why those states initially flipped to the red, um, in 2016, you know, we can see like all the problems that would have caused them to do that. And then, you know, the problems that those problems haven't been fixed in the last four years. So I, I could see why they would still tend towards, uh, Donald Trump in that instance. But, you know, then over the next coming days, as more mail-in ballots came in, um, Michigan and Wisconsin, both, um, Biden overtook Donald Trump's lead in those. And uh, it was, it was interesting because Wisconsin was only about four point four percentage points difference from, um, uh, from, e- from each other. And so I wasn't surprised when mail-in, ba- mail-in ballots came in to close that gap, but, but in Michigan and Michigan Pennsylvania, there was, there was over, I mean, there was like a million per state difference in those states. And so I, and so even like with mail-in ballots, I didn't think he'd, it would uh, overcome it, but we see now that um, it looks like Joe Biden will win. Um, well, he's already, uh, he's already been called for uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. And it looks like he's also going to take Georgia and in potentially North Carolina and Nevada. So far, he's yeah. At the time of this recording, it looks like he he. I think he. I just checked before. I think he has a little over two thousand lead right mm-hmm. now. In which and one? It's like there's almost no votes left to be counted. Okay. Yes, with his with his vote of two hundred and sixty four and Donald's at two hundred and fourteen. Yeah, and so um, um, I guess then I mean there's like different aspects of the election that we could break down. You know, like um sort of the, the credibility of the mail-in ballots that, you know, is a lot of discussion online or I guess, I don't know, like have you two over the week, what kind of things have you seen online that you think, you know, would be interest- would be good to, you know, discuss and flush out all like with like what we all know collectively? How much of a sore loser Donald Trump is? I mean, yeah, he has been um complaining quite not a lot. Well, not only how much of a sore loser he is, how much of a, how much he doesn't make sense. At like all. Tuesday night, Adam, <coughs> I agree with you. It looked like he was going to win. I was like, wow. Tuesday night, I was sitting there like, yo. And you already know again. how he was but at then, home. Oh, you know he was he stressed was so at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> so stressful. Yes, Jack. And then pumped up. But yeah, Tuesday night, I was like, uh-oh, here it comes. And then he went on his little press conference at like 2 in the morning. I forget. It was late. I forget what time it was. It felt like 2 in the morning. And he was like... We secured the bag. It's over. We won. We got Georgia. They can't catch up to us in Georgia. It is currently November 6th at 621. You lost Georgia, big guy. Sorry to tell you. But um, it's it's kind of crazy to me how, how, yeah, he is being a sore loser in the fact that he has asked to stop the count in some states, which why would you stop the count in a presidential election? That makes no sense. But he wants to continue the count like a normal election in some states that he's leading in. So, like... He wants to have both things when both things sh- like you, you shouldn't stop or continue the count. It's a count. You're supposed to keep counting. That's it. And I don't know. It's weird to me. Yeah, I think I think he just is down the rabbit hole of um, the idea that, you know, mail in ballots are going to keep being found until um, Biden overtakes his lead and all these things. Definitely. And another breakdown they were giving, they were like Democrats, you know, Normally, what you think in the in the back of your head or even in the front of your mind is that Democrats are going to come out and vote early. They're going to, you know, they're going to do the mail-in ballots, you know, come out, vote early. So 
the original thing, what you were seeing when all the red states initially started first popping up was the Republicans and those those results that we were receiving for that day. You know, not necessarily counting everything that was going to come in over time. Mail-in ballots weren't even, they didn't even it w- yeah. make a dent. In the and exactly. I was doing the math that night, and, I and you know, I heard reports in Pennsylvania that there was anywhere from 1 to 1.2 million mail-in ballots to be counted. And I was looking at the lead, and Donald Trump was leading at the end of that night by a million votes. And so I said to myself, like, that would mean that 95% of them would have to go to Joe Biden for him to overtake that lead. And I was like, definitely that. I mean, like, I think there's going to be more than half that go to Joe Biden, but I did not think that it was going to be that big of a margin. But, I mean, it wasn't just the mail-in ballots. It was just, you know, uh, the last crazy the last too. votes to be counted in general were more towards Joe Biden. But, I mean, I <laughs> when he lost Texas. At the risk of sounding conspiratorial, I, I mean, in these states, they're going to keep finding mail-in ballots until Joe Biden takes the state. Bro, oh, by TJ, Texas, Texas broke my heart. When he lost Texas, I was really nervous for him for a second. But then when he gained back California— like when he gained California, Joe. I'm talking about Joe. Oh well, I mean, California. I was like, okay, <laughs> gain well, California is a given. Are you kidding well, me? There was no gain back California. Well, not like, gain back. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, at zero percent reporting, they called it blue instantly. Like, it, <laughs> I don't think California's ever voted for the Republican. They did not. Kamala would roll over. And I mean, most Californ- no, most TJ, Californians hate hate Kamala, <laughs> Kamala Harris. Was- Californians hate Kamala Harris. <laughs> she was one of the worst district attorneys in the entire state's history. Well, according to her, she's turned over to a new leader. But you know so who they hate more than Kamala Harris? Donald Trump. Exactly. I mean, I can't Donald Trump, you. damn right. Yes, sir. And it was a, it was no, a not damn right. One second. So <laughs> what we've seen, right, is that what we've seen, what we've seen. So this election is unprecedented. You know why it's unprecedented, guys? Because not only, like in most elections, do the people always lose, because they always do. But of also, course. you know, instead of just one party losing, you know, rather than both of them, both of the parties lost in this election, as did the people. Everybody lost this fucking election. Really you know did. why? Because, because you know, people came out in droves to vote, not for Joe Biden, but against Donald Trump, right? Of course. And in millions of cases around the country, you look at the down-ballot vote, um, compared to the top of the ballot vote. Mm-hmm. And you see that millions of people voted only against Donald Trump and not for anyone down ballot. The Democratic Party is losing ha- seats in their House majority. Oh, Probably definitely. not enough to lose the House majority, but they're also not gaining a Senate majority. Um, like, they, they most likely won't gain a Senate majority because, one, the two elections that are really important are the ones in Georgia, actually, with Raphael Warnock and Kelly Loeffler, I think, and then with David Perdue oh, and I John Ossoff. Warnock. He's no. so cool. Bro. Yeah, Raphael Warnock, I think, is going to beat Kelly Loeffler because um, they got into a runoff, but he was still leading, and I'm pretty sure he will win. But it looks like David Perdue will beat John Ossoff in their runoff election. But so the Democrats are not going to get a lead in the Senate, and which means that for the next four years, then there's nothing's going to happen. Um even though they anticipated there would be a quote-unquote blue wave. And it's it's just it's so mind-boggling to me because I, I kept saying this during the entire time that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were, were running, and the only platform they were running on that was at the forefront of their campaign was beating the president of the United States. Oh, yeah. And, like, I would always mention, I would always mention, I would say, but what are they going to do once they get in office? And everybody would say to me, We'll wait until they do that to do to to answer that question, and I would and every time I'd be like I I mean it was like in the sort of s- spell where it never seemed like the election would ever you know show up, but you know now that it has, that is the question that we need to ask because if oh, we really look, that should at, be the first thing that we push for. That would that should have been the first thing we were pushing for, but now that we look at the two of them, one they have no real platforms to run on besides just you know words that they say you exactly. know everywhere that 
really don't have any sort of backing or plan against them. And then they have the idea that that's not true. Okay, well, please explain. Sorry, to me. keep going. That's not true, but keep going. No, I'm I'm stopping going. Please explain. All right, they they have more platform than I'm just going to beat Donald Trump. They have more than that. They didn't just run off of that. But it shouldn't be in your top five reasons. You it shouldn't even be in your top ten reasons. Yet, why? Because it's not about beating like the other party. It's 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 not about like you shouldn't vote for him because he's because I because he's worse than me. It should be you should vote for me because I'm better than him. And there's a, there's an important dynamic they, there. They presented both of those things you just said though. They didn't just say he's worse than me. They also said I'm better than him. But without but then there's the truth of the matter, which is you know, on policy, both of these people are doing bad and good things. And when it comes to the grand scheme of things, it's it's there's you need to dig deeper into these into your ideas if you're going to create an actual advantage over the over your opponent. I mean, that's what okay, I was explaining in the hmm? but I I feel like and you you saw this in the, d- the debates. Biden almost doesn't and I'm not so I'm not sympathizing for here, I I promise. But Biden doesn't have as much he 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 can't focus as much on his platforms because he's too busy just countering Trump, who will not stop talking. And yet, th- that's you can take that as literally as you want when you watch the debates, but I mean that also in this whole campaign battle. And you said earlier that, like, people were just voting against Trump and not necessarily for Biden, like Hillary in 2016. I've heard a ton of people say that, and while that is true with some people, like you, I presume, it's not as strong as it was in 2016. In 2016, that, that's why there was such a low turnout. No one really wanted to vote for either one there, and some people were like, "Okay, I have to vote for Hillary just so Trump's not president." It's not the same case in that time period. You know, a lot of people are treating it as the same case, but it's not true. And in that time period, we didn't have a lot of people going out to vote. Nobody really went out and bothered to vote during that time period when it was time for Trump and Hillary to go ahead and. I I just see I see so many people saying, "Oh, it's just like 2016. I don't want to vote for either one, but I'm going (laughs) to vote for Biden because Trump's worse." It's like that to a degree but nowhere near as what as it was in 2016. And Biden has enough platform based off of his work as a vice president. He can reuse all, I mean, not reuse, but at least expand on his platforms he, da- he had with Obama. Because while people may not agree with him, that is kind of obvious in what he's running for. Because if he implemented those, uh, excuse me, if he implemented those kind of platforms as a VP, I'm sure he's going to do very similar things as a president, right? Or am I wrong? Well, I mean, you are correct that he will probably strive to do certain things that he did under the Obama administration. And if we look at some of those things, you know, as vice president during the Obama administration, he was, you know, a a big advocate for Obamacare, for the expanding of that program, which, you know, I think it's it's definitely something that they will try to keep going uh, to the chagrin of um, the people that helped them get elected, namely progressives. But I think that the reality is that, you know, Joe Biden is much different now than he was as vice president under Obama. He is, he is. He's more so of a... In what way? He's more so of a vessel for other people's ideals to be pushed rather than working for someone like Obama, who, I mean, is definitely, like, I guess you could say, like a Democrat elite, in, uh, a higher up in the party, but, is also, but had his own, you know, he brought his own unique lookout to things, and he used Joe Biden to help push his goals, which were... You know, fairly positive. He was a very he was a well liked president. But for na- but in this instance, I think that the you know the Democratic Party is. I mean, they don't. Joe Biden isn't pushing any sort of ideals of his own. He's just 
speaking out what he's being told by others like his vice president or you know just other leaders of the party and i don't think that he's going to one i don't think he's going to accomplish any of it because they didn't take back the senate which i think is a like uh, it was like i was explaining with the difference between the down ballot and the top of the ballot votes when they didn't push hard enough on other issues besides just getting donald trump out of office they didn't rally enough support for their down ballot candidates to take over the senate Senate and maintain their House majority. They will maintain their House majority, but when they focus so much on just ending the top of the ballot, they are thus compromising themselves by not allowing by by when when they don't take the Senate, they're not going to get anything done in the next four years. And so, I, I I I will agree with you that they probably Joe Biden and everyone behind him probably should have presented themselves more as. Than more than just getting Trump out of office. I completely Definitely. agree with you with that. Because while they presented some things, they could have done a lot more. But I don't agree with you in the fact that they're not going to get a lot done. Because I feel like the reason they didn't have an... And I just said this. I feel like they didn't have a real good chance to truly present what they want to do. And I feel like while they didn't make promises, they are going to impress you more than, they, more than you expect them to in these next four years. I, I, I will stand by that for right now. I, I, you might be totally right, but at least from what I can see, I just feel like Joe Biden is a, he's a, while he has his things that you and other people and, and myself as well, some things may not agree with his morals or whatever it may be. I feel like he is a genuine person and I feel like he has good moral standards to it. I hope I so. I feel like, I would hope so. More more and than I, what we have right now. True. Like, and have I've you ever seen a picture of Trump in lounge, like in a t-shirt just hanging around, you know? <laughs> Every president has had his cool pictures of him hanging out with a dog or in a t-shirt just like, you know, in the Oval Office reading papers or with his kids. Mm-hmm. You don't see any of that these past four years. Uh-huh. You, you, you want a president who you can relate to and is a family man you and do. is a good person who will lead your country. But I and just hope while that... It, what were you saying? No, I was just saying, like, I don't definitely agree with you. Like, it's definitely cool to be able to feel comfortable with whoever's in office and definitely be able to definitely relate to whoever's in office. My thing is, I just hope Biden has grown from the individual that he was. How do I, how do I put this? Uh, grown as a, help me out here, Adam. Grown as a person. From when? Because he's, I mean, like, I, I mean, I mean, like, uh, I mean, under President Obama, Biden was just sort of, a, I mean, he was a decent vice president. Decent. Like most vice presidents, decent. he was just sort of hidden behind the president. Nobody really cared exactly who he was, but Keyword he did he did okay things, and now yeah. he's only gone down. But, like, damn, TJ, you answering your question made me lose my train of thought. But when we think about, <laughs> when we think about, when we think about, like, if, like, the integrity of the president is an important thing to there consider. You there you go. I mean, in... In 2016, I I mean, I would say that, you know, even though Donald Trump hadn't been in politics at that point, I would say more people still had a positive view, had a, I think it would, I think more people had a, a view that Hillary Clinton, Clinton's integrity was better than Donald Trump's. And yet he still, you know, won the election very handily for a number of reasons that <laughs> very much so a number of reasons. And it's just, I'm thinking like how important. Like people, like so many people across the country, millions of people across across the country, could probably look at Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and you know whether they thought that Donald Trump was a worse person or a better person, they still viewed him as the person who would fix their problems, which is 
you know, ultimately still the most paramount thing in, yeah. uh, in the mind of a voter. Yeah. And so, I mean, we saw that in this yeah, election definitely. where all the reason, all the things, well, yeah, and, and we saw this in this election where the same, a lot of the same people who were, who looked to Donald Trump to fix their problems because he was a break from the politicians who had, you know, effectively allowed their lives to fall into ruin over the past 20 years. Um, even though he didn't fix many of those problems, he, he, he did a few things, but not on a grander scale. We still saw a lot of those people still voting for Donald Trump because they looked at Joe Biden as a return to the same system that, you know, you know, took their families out of work or, you know, took food off their table and stuff like that. And so I just, I, I mean, the integrity of the president, I think, is is a important thing. But I do think that the, I think that it, when it is too emphasized on, I think it can mar the idea of what these pre- what these people can actually do once they get in office. And I think that actually that all that all has to be mixed with the fact that <laughs> the president in general is a very is a very sort of hyped up position. I would say definitely if I. If I was to name to you the five most influential and powerful people in our government, the president wouldn't crack the top five. Um, but basically what I'm saying is that I think that we we rely too much on the integrity of our presidents and not what their what their policies are, what they're going to do, what they're motivated to do, which oh, yeah. I mean, if they're motivated by bad things, that's OK. But if they're going to do things that are to the benefit of your country or, you know, your group, which that's a whole other thing. But that is the thing you should look for. And I think that. It's, it's it's hard to put into words because, you know, I call into question the integrity of all politicians because as a job, it is intended to make people um, disingenuous. But I don't know. I, w- I would say that I don't I, th- I think both of them are I don't care about the characters of either of our candidates. I care more about what they're motivated to do and what they will be able and to what do they bring it to the table and. Neither well, of them what, were interested in presenting that. To do, what they are motivated to do could possibly be based on their character, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was... Does that make sense? I mean, that's what I was saying, where the character, like, I, I, I tried mentioning this, where the character doesn't have much of an influence on what they're going to do because the the the, the, the sphere of, poli- of being a politician, like, rips away your, you know, your actual integrity oh, and... You know, you have certain sway over your actions, but ultimately you're put into a system where you need to just, you need to be integri- integrity. I mean, reelected and, and integrity can be useful in certain situations, but, you know, ultimately it's a job that you need to, you know, accomplish things and, you know, maintain that job. And I th- and that disincentivizes yeah, no, to be definitely. In- integritous. I, I completely agree. It's it's not just about you being a good person. You have mm-hmm. to have a plan and, and know what you want to do and, and get things done. I, I completely agree with you with that. The thing you said about how um, the majority of Trump's supporters were people who their lives, you know, went down the drain and they want to bring it back, like that whole thing you were saying. All those promises he made these past four years, which ones has he gone through? Which ones has he actually done or completed like let's yeah, think I about said, it i said that he no. didn't he, he hadn't completed he hadn't done most things that he said he would do um, oh no no no! i'm like, not countering you i'm just starting a new conversation oh I, well I, I, yeah yeah like um i think i mentioned this a few episodes ago about the steel manufacturing thing that helped a lot of um steel manufacturers in the midwest um yeah dude he said he was gonna bring back coal in west virginia <laughs> what the hell is that <laughs> uh-huh. um i mean <laughs> a lot of the things were sort of um 
didn't have any sort of uh, base to them. But uh, I mean, the reason I mean, the reason I brought that up was because everyone who voted for him this second time still thinks that all those promises are still going to happen. He had four years to do it, and he didn't do it. So why do you think it's just gonna? Does he? He does. Does he need? Do you think he needs more time? Like what? What's the deal? I like, how are you going to make America great again, again, if you never made your promises? That's literally what Mike Pence said. We're going to make America great again, again. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, I, I don't think they, I don't think, I think they, m- maybe they looked at Joe Biden and they, they didn't think that he was going to do those things either. And so when you, you know, counter out those two factors, they still voted for Donald Trump because he was still a break. I mean, at least compared to Joe Biden from the, like the systems that, you know, still propagate their problems, even though in reality, you know, Donald Trump isn't doing anything to fix them. But also, um, I mean, I, we saw that, you know, even then most people still like those states, like two of those states that Donald Trump flipped, they went back to Joe Biden. They went back to the, to the Democratic Party. So yeah, as yeah. a whole, more like a good amount of people, you know, still decided, you know, I, th- I think Actually, I don't know how many Trump voters in 2016 might have, might have uh, maybe not are voting for them now, but it has to be at least a good margin because, you know, two states Definitely. flipped. But, um, I mean, overall, it's, it's, I just think the, the biggest problem is that we had such a focus on getting the current president out of office and not on accomplishing anything that when people showed up to vote, they checked the box next to Joe Biden's name and they didn't do anything else with their ballots. Well, I mean, this is one of the most unique. It is the most, I will call it the most unique election in American history, in my opinion. And because it's so unique, I definitely kinda agree with that. You, yeah, you kind of have to do that. The third party guy who took uh, like 30%. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like okay. in terms of like yeah. modern history, definitely this you one. You kind of have, when, when, when the past four years happened, that's kind of what you got to focus on. I get that there's policy and I get there's things you got to follow, that you're the president. But things are not normal right now. And because they're not normal, you got to look at it from an unnormal point of view. This election has definitely reshaped. It, it's, had a, it's also had a big effect on our generation. And I'm not going to say it's had a big effect in our generation in a positive way. Because from what you've... It, this also goes back into social media. But from what you've been seeing, and I've, I've had a lot of this on my Snapchat and on my Instagram from a lot of people back at home in Detroit in Detroit, Michigan, and they were talking about choosing to vote between the lesser of two evils. And a lot of people our age didn't even, that were eligible to vote, they didn't even bother to go out and put forth their vote due to the simple fact that they feel as though that their vote doesn't matter and they feel as though that they're voting, you know, them voting really wouldn't make a difference because they still feel as though that even though Joe Biden may be a better person than Donald Trump, he still potentially has a lot of things that doesn't necessarily benefit certain communities, certain ethnic groups, you know, certain. Bro, it is not 2016. It's not oh 20. It's God. not 2016. But th- I'm just saying that this is also a, a negative effect that this this entire, you know, this entire election has had on our generation. And it's sort of kind of mind boggling because speaking, you know, speaking to the African-American community, you understand and you when you go through history, you see how our ancestors and our peers, such as Dr. Martin Luther King, such as the late, you know, John Lewis, such as, you know, there's countless others. You know, you can go all the way to Malcolm X. Regardless of regardless of the situation, these individuals fought for our right to vote. 
they fought for us to willingly and freely express and expand on our rights to vote. And for you to sit there and sort of kind of deny that of the of the equal fact, like I understand that you may not feel a greater connection to Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? But even for you to just go out and vote, that still will make a difference, you know, because you're exercising your right to vote. And yeah, participation is everything. Participation is definitely everything. And even though you may feel as though Joe Biden is still a, mm, you know, still <laughs> still not up to par, still not up to your standards, it's still good to exercise that right because of the many years of oppression that we had to go through just to get the, that those equal rights that everyone else in the United States has. And then, you know, just to be here and to see – on social media, how a lot of people in our generation, you know, aren't expressing their right to vote. You know, they're still constantly, you know, still, you know, thrown under the rug or not, you know, going out participating due to the simple fact that they're scared. They're scared of, you know, what could potentially take place even with Joe Biden in office. But I just wanted to shed light on that and bring that to the table. Well, you you talk about the African American community, dude. Why why would I mean I'm. I'm not I don't know what to say here. Like why would you support if you're an African American, why would you support someone who is so blatantly racist no, and it, can't can it doesn't even have anything like, about the about them supporting. It just has to do with voting in general. Like they it was so many people and so many, you know, young individuals, young men, young women, you know, our age or maybe a little bit older on on social media freely saying you know, your vote doesn't matter. You know, they were freely going about saying that, you yeah. know what, I didn't put my vote in, my vote doesn't matter, your vote doesn't matter. And then it was a whole entire rampage on there where it's like, if you support Donald Trump and you're my friend, we can't be friends anymore. If you support Donald Trump, you support Joe Biden and you're my friend, you know, we can no longer have any type of relations relations with each other. And I just wanted to bring that up just to get, you know, your intake on that, Adam, your intake on that as well, Jack. I've, I've seen a lot of, I mean, I've talked with friends that, you know, I, I think, I mean, I talked with a lot of friends who, you know, put the, the, um, like the, the captions in their, or like they put like stuff on their Snapchat stories saying, you know, if you support Donald Trump, then, you know, you, we can't talk to each other or you're getting blocked or fight. And, and I've, I've spoken with, you know, one of my female friends, um, who has, you know, a big group of like friends who were really close to each other. I remember towards the beginning of the summer, um, you know, one of the sort of, I think one of the girls in that group was sort of exercised from it because um, they said something that was, um, I guess, contrary to what the rest of the group believed. Um, and I do think that it is a problem of um, trying to cut people out of your life simply because they don't agree with you. And I think that, you know, I, I, I think that our politicians have in no way helped that, that they have fed that sense of that, that in, in people that, you know, these different ideologies are so different from each other and so volatile that, you know, any instance of them needs to be removed from your life completely. Um, and I think it was like we were talking about. Yeah, I hate that. It was like I we were talking that. about during the political compass episode that mm -hmm. there is no difference between two human beings on any level, you know, whether it's your race or whether it's your political ideology or your religion that can separate you from still being 99.99% the same exact because at the end of the day, what are what what are we all? We're all human. At the end of the day, we're all human. At the end of the day, regardless of the color of your skin, regardless of what religion you support, regardless of you know what co what culture or background you come from, when you look when you look inside or you were to dissect that 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 exact same human body, you'd have the exact same internal organs. Your body functions almost the exact same way. 
there is nothing that truly differentiates you from being a human being because you're still a human being at the end of the day. So I feel as though you you putting it on a public platform and you causing such and you bringing such animosity, such conflict to the table. There's one, if there's one thing about the United States of America, we also talked about this on our last episode, is that we are very, very opinionated, a very opinionated country. But we are also a country in which we all believe that we all have rights, in which we do, equal rights at that. And we all have each each and every single opportunity more than willing to willingly express how we may feel or look about on certain situations, right? But yet again, it all comes down to the simple fact that we are all human beings. And nothing in this world can differenti- differentiate that about us at the end of the day. And that's just that's just period. Mm. Yeah, man, I I hate and we were just talking about this. I'm just gonna spot off it. I hate how people will just like end things and just completely polarize themselves from people just based on who they're what what they believe politically. Like if you're a Republican or you're a liberal, or excuse me, Republican or Democrat or liberal or more conservative. It's just like if you're on either side of it right now in the way our world and the way America is and how politics are, mm-hmm. y'all just can't be friends for a lot of people. And that's crazy to me. It's just yeah. like prior to 2016, if you were a Republican and your friend was more Democratic, then y'all could just talk about it. Y'all could just peacefully say, oh, you know, I think the government should more operate like this. Oh, you Literally. know, I think it should more operate like this. Literally. Mm-hmm. Now but it's come to such a violent age. Dude, I, I wrote uh, this. <laughs> this is funny. I wrote about this in our school newspaper. I don't know if you read the article. It was horribly written. I reread it a few <laughs> years ago. In horribly, in the horribly ca- written. In the Catalyst? In the Catalyst, dude. That's oh right. I was, a, I was an editor of the Catalyst. <laughs> wow, what a but high it honor. it was an article. It was titled, Politics Right Now Are Like Rooting for College Football Teams. And what I talked about was the fact that if you support a rival team, for example, Republicans and Democrats. If you support the rival team, you cannot be friends with that person. If you are a student at UGA, and you cannot be friends with someone who goes to the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. Like that's there because they're rivals. It's a good, but good analogy. There are so many people who are fans of you know big football teams, Alabama, Georgia, whatever, who didn't even go to school there. And what my analogy is for that: there are Trump supporters and there are liberals who don't even know the ideals of what those things present. They don't know that they just like rooting for it. They like looking for an enemy. They like just arguing without even knowing what they're arguing about. They, it's like it's, you can compare it to the Civil War. People fought in the Civil War and didn't even know what they were fighting for. They were just shooting guns. Mm-hmm. It's like you need to be informed if you want to actually have an argument with someone. But you also exactly. th- it doesn't need to be toxic. At it all. doesn't need to be friendship breaking. It yeah. doesn't need to be as hostile as it is. You can have a completely healthy civilized conversation. conversation showing your differentiate or you're showing your differences in how you think the country should be run. That's exactly. completely fine. You shouldn't yell at people and just figure out something about them and immediately cut them out of your life. You or should talk about it. Or just off the bat. Find some kind of conflict and just be kind to your neighbor. Like, geez, man, it's so weird. That is the I mean, if you look at our mission statement, that's one of the exact reasons why we made a podcast. It was because interacting with like like a really great facilitator, you know, our leaders, you know, you know, the leaders that we have right now sort of, you know, feel this sort of um, hatred of each other. But I think social media is used as a catalyst to really allow people to easily separate themselves very quickly. You know, you just you just click, click and you're blocked. 
And and it also removes the accountability of saying things extremely nasty to each other. And so that's why I believe that talking with people in sort of a long form discussion for as long as you need to get these problems out. Like Jack, I think like the things we've been talking about today, I think if we had this sort of argument like online, maybe we were just two random people, like we might have a fuming hatred for each other. Oh, right definitely. Now. I'd probably I'd probably be heated at the, <laughs> at the moment. But since what we were just saying, well, if there was over text online, yeah. yeah. If, if 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 like we were if we were saying the same things we were saying right now, but it was like we were like on like Instagram DMs or something, probably we'd probably be like extremely angry right now at yeah. each other. I Would don't be. I don't think so. I mean, we haven't we haven't been on totally different sides of a, a thing. That's fair. Right now. That's fair. Have but we? no, like, not really. Like I, but I in certain instances, I like even it's not even just like one party, two party. It's like. Like one side of one party, one side of the other party. But I think the thing with us is no, definitely. But I think the thing with us also is is that even though we may have differences, we understand that at the end of the day, our differences is initially what brings us together. Mm-hmm. It's like the saying opposites attract because they do. You find, but we also don't have a ton of differences. We don't. We do, but not that much. We don't. Like if you think about it, we're not that different, and they're not we're that really important. Not. We're human yeah. beings. They're, they're not. They're just the tiny little. But I was just, flakes. I was just putting that out there, you know, just, you know, just to say, you know. And sometimes at the end of the day, differences is what makes America, the United States mm-hmm. of America. You know what I'm saying? It's really having different cultures, having different backgrounds, different beliefs. It's really what makes us, to me, it's really what makes us a great nation. Mm-hmm. But it's how we go about our differences that really makes a, that really makes a difference with, within us. Yeah. I, you know, one thing that always breaks my heart is when I'm on Tinder and... <laughs> And I see, and I see like this really, (laughs) (laughs) as I see this really attractive girl and I'm like, I'm like, damn, she's kind of bad. And then I, (laughs) I go to her bio and the first thing it says, is like a cab swipe left. If you swipe left, if you disagree. And I'm like, oh, wait, it it says what in her bio? It says a cab swipe left. If you disagree. Just talking about this Wait, I'm, I'm confused. What does that sound like? Oh, uh, all cops are bastards. Ooh. Oh, shit. oh, I have <laughs> not heard that anagram before. Wow, I, 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 I kept seeing it everywhere, before. and then I was like, "What does this mean?" Because it was always Damn, it was always son. next it was always next to BLM. <laughs> it was like BLM and ACAP. So I let you disagree, and I was like, "I should look up what that last one means before I go." When did they come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. Why I, would you? Eat, what, what? That's so random. Yeah, all and it's like it, yeah, it's it's my my least favorite acronym in the world. <laughs> But, and so, <laughs> so I see it, and then I'm like, "Damn it!" And then I debate in my head. I'm like, I'm "Can no, I swipe?" Adam, there's no debate. You <laughs> swipe left. There's no debate. Keep going. Move along. Oh but all I want is is a progressive bitch, man. <laughs> so we can so we can disagree on everything, and then we can. <laughs> I can't. Breathe. And then we can make up. <laughs> it's hot because because while I agree that all cops not okay, I don't agree. All cops are bad. <laughs> I don't agree all cops are bad. And I'm and I'm not a Blue Lives Matter person either. I believe that there should be a Neither lot of police reform. It's just I believe <laughs> because there's no such thing. You can't generalize every cop in America. There's too many. Yeah, there's, there's too two many words in there that really irk me. Is the word when you put all in a statement, I'm most likely gonna disagree with it because that is just yeah. Because it, it's all because I agree there are a lot of bad cops and there is a lot of corruption. But I'm not going to call every cop a bastard. Also, I just can't do that because also, that's unfair to ones that are good bastard is such a like a like a mean word that's i feel deep, like dude like, that's brutal like that like like you're calling someone like an illegitimate child <laughs> like 
Like, Literally. like so many curse words in our modern language <laughs> are like normalized, but bastard is so like, <laughs> ugh, it like, still hits different. I know. Like, it's like saying the C word. It's like, oh God, he just, someone just said that. Like, <laughs> like ugh. <laughs> the part that took me out was as soon as he said Tinder, I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. Oh. Because the crazy part was, this is a little off topic guys, but we were literally in the car the other day and we were talking about how fem- our, this new generation of females spills as though that if you don't spend a bag on me, and I guess we can get into this a little bit later too. But this new generation of females feels though if we if you if you don't spend a bag on me, then at this point, why are we together? Why? Oh, why you're talking I? to the wrong females. That is not this generation. You're just talking to the wrong girls. No, bro. literally, <laughs> that's all you. Literally, <laughs> that's all you. Jack, <laughs> bro, that is you can't. Ta-da! Hey, just like we were talking about, you can't generalize all of them. That's okay, just okay, you. Okay, That's okay, okay. I take that back. I can't general. I can't generalize all of y'all. I can't. I can't do that. I'm. I, 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 I apologize. You just got a fetish. I apologize. For that. You just got a fetish for. I don't even that. know if it's a fetish, bro. But no cap. Through the years, I feel like I've attracted a lot of crazy females that feel as though it, that if you, you were talking about that last time I saw you. you I were like, really Man, was because it's, I cannot catch a break. I, I can't because it's like. <laughs> I got fussed at. Oh shit! Forgive me, forgive me, because I'm because I'm about to go public. I got fussed at the other day. I got I forgot what what did I get fussed at the other day? I got fussed at the other day over some bullshit. Over some bullshit. (laughs) What were we talking about again? How did this episode start? I it started because Duffy. Yeah, didn't we start with uh? Talking about the presidential election. It did, but then Duffy started yeah. talking about Tinder. Okay, let's go back. I'm sorry, guys. Let's rewind. Let's no, rewind. okay. So, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no. We're all fucked. We're all fucked. But <laughs> let's think. We, we were uh, When we were talking about the election, we were talking about how, you know, our differences and the people expressing uh, yes, their rights. Yes, I think ultimately I would say I am... I'm glad that Donald Trump will no longer be the president of the United States. I am too. Because I, because one, I think that he's he'll gripe for a few weeks. Like I think he he'll he'll appeal. He'll he'll few sue. weeks, bro. He will not stop till he dies. No, what no, 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 no. Few weeks. I think that what he's gonna. I mean, I think he after like the initial wave goes, he's gonna disappear because he's not a politician, right? He's he's like like he's not he's not gonna go like back and like try to run for like a senate position or something. Well, like I, I think he's gonna go back in his tower. A, I wouldn't. And he's gonna and he's gonna hide away. Anyway. Hmm? I, I saw that a ton of his advisors were telling him he might lose this one, but he should come back in 2024. No, the and he will be older I, than like Biden. I saw a lot of <laughs> headlines he about shouldn't. that. No, he'll, he'll, he'll be he'll be a Jerry like old old like old. Crinkly no, dude, reason. he'll be he'll be he'll be plugged in like literally he'll be an electric shock <laughs> and if they unplug yeah. it he'll be done. Yeah, they'll bro. bring him to the base stage. He'll just clear. No, literally, he'll be toast in four years. Yeah, I don't want him in no senate positions. Just just gradually. Yep. Uh-huh. No ass on. I, I'm just, I just, I want to see. I'll, although I'm hesitant, I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared for the next four years. I mean, like I, sh- like, with like Joe? I would be with anybody. With Joe? Yeah. I'm, you're I'm biased, still. Adam. I can't. No, I can't. You're biased. I can't you're totally, biased and salty. You want to know why? I can't totally. No, no, wait, 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 wait. What? Why? Those snookums. No, Jack, why your boy in the Democratic primaries didn't make it, and you're a little mad about it, aren't you? Well, Jack. Um. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's why you don't like Biden. You're Anybody that's that Jack, doesn't know Jack, who Jack, 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 Jack. I've hated Biden since 2009. <laughs> 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 I struck a chord. If you could have seen his face, no, I look. No, that, I. I'm I, done. I. I'm done. 
before I before like when the Democratic primary started and I saw, you know, that like Joe Biden pretty much announced it pretty early on. I was like, he's doing this. Isn't he like super duper old? And then I mean, I didn't care much at that point. But there are how long ago did you say you hated him since 2009? I was just saying <laughs> that Why? as a kid, as a kid, I never liked him as Obama's vice president. Like my mom. Bro, in 2009, I think you were in first or second grade. Why? We had how? a mock. We had a mock election for. Um, not, Bro, not, we, we I'm not like too. you. Not like you were. You were the candidate. Did we just voted you read for my him. Post. I didn't read all of it. No, um, but the. Um, I remember my parents would always talk to me about him because they were they loved Obama and uh, they were talking to me about Joe Biden. He always just irked me the wrong way, um, and you know maybe I am biased that. Like, what's up? Just let me collect my thoughts. Maybe I am biased that. Because Andrew Yang was snuffed by the Democratic Party, I wouldn't like Joe Biden. But, and then to that, we have to think about, you know, we can all have our biases, right? And ultimately, you know, it's it's about it's the combination between when our when our biases affect our actions in a meaningful in a meaningful way. You know, I can talk about Joe Biden all day, but ultimately, my, you know, my perceived and unperceived biases of him aren't going to impact you know, my support or disupport for him because I mean, I'm going to support and unsu- okay. and not support him as much as any other politician because well, regular politician, because I mean, he's extremely similar to everyone else who has, you know, led this country for the past 250 years. And also if I was biased enough towards Andrew towards by uh, against Biden and towards Andrew Yang, you know, something that would have motivated my actions might've been the idea that, if I vote for Donald Trump in four years, if he's reelected, it is easier for Andrew Yang to become president at that point because oh, there won't be an incumbent Democrat. And so my bias could have swayed me to go that route because I believe that, you know, I should have, you know, sort of quote unquote gotten revenge on the Democratic Party for doing that. But <laughs> I, if I didn't. I did not do that. And Lord, help us, Jesus. You know, it's all about it. When it comes to bias, it's all about how it impacts our actions. And although I can say these things, and you know, maybe right. they are spelled with a sense of bias. Mm-hmm. One, I tried. I look at myself quite a lot um, in terms of my bias, but then I also don't allow it to impact my actions in a meaningful way, unless I know for a fact in my unbiased mind mm-hmm. that they are important. Oh, look at that! Look at you clean that on up. Don't hit with your bad stuff. But definitely, I've, I, 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 I was saying I agree with Adam about being skeptical, skeptical about Biden. But I also really do have hope and I'm praying that he's grown from the individual that was, you know, very openly speaking out about the 1994 crime bill and stuff like that. That w- that was my that was my only thing about Biden and hopefully he's grown from that person and grown to be a more accepting and understanding person that's willing to not, you know, not only reshape America but reshape America in a in a in a in a more innovative and more creative way. You know, versus being the individual that goes about and divides, but, you know, being the individual that goes about and unites. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, 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 that's my that's my only thing about Joe right now. Um, So I think so. I don't think the, the, the race has been called yet. Um, I don't think it will be called probably for it depends because it, it could either get called in like an hour or it could get called like in two weeks from now. Um, I, I, I'm going to give it another I, I'd say. I'm gonna say two or three days. Okay, that's my guess. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah. Just because. Just because yeah. I think you know the initial like recount and like and like appeals will delay it by a few days, and then I think it'll get called, but that then there'll still be appeals after that. But um, 
yeah, uh, Joe Biden, uh, while in the presidency, we can say uh, for certain, um, the Senate will most likely still be a Republican majority, and the House will probably still be a Democratic majority. Um, But um, speaking on politics, did you guys know that X-Men was based upon the civil rights movement? Oh, my God. I did. You did? Yeah. Charles Xavier represents Malcolm. Malcolm. No, no, I'm sorry. He represents Martin Luther King and Magneto represents Malcolm. Uh-huh. Because one of them is very peaceful really? in their approach. Yes. And Magneto is wants to is, is a little more he's violent. More, he's, he's, more, he's more of a hands-on individual. Charles oh, is, that is interesting. It's very I've never interesting. thought about that. And then it, it was really crazy when I was sitting there. And then they got a gay British guy to play him in the movies. <laughs> I mean Ian McKellen, Dang, not James McAvoy. <laughs> no, it's interesting. It's interesting. Wait, to play who? Ian McKellen, who the guy who play? played the older Magneto in oh, like the yes. first movies. He also played Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, for those of you that did not know. Duh. <laughs> I, just had to correct, th- I just had to throw that out there because anybody that knows me knows how much I love that movie. But it was very, I, the Stanley, it, am I getting that right? That was the creator of that's Marvel. The, that's creator of Marvel, yes. Stanley, right? He, yes. He was he was very creative in his in his in his way of bringing that the civil rights movement to light in regards to the African American community and you know their 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 long process to gain equal rights in the United States. Any any intake on that Adam? How d- how did you how did you overall feel about that movie? I thought it was freaking Which one? <sighs> Wait, which which If we could go down the X-Men Okay, first let's there's go on X-Men. Did you know that the X- there's 13 movies in the X-Men universe. Did you know 13. that the Black Panthers are the people who um, created school lunches? Really? Yeah. Now, that's something I what? did not know. Black Panthers were the people that created school lunches. Because really? in, the, in their demands really? in the state of California when they were um, going at odds with the police was that, you know, when their kids go to school, they need to be fed by the school because they can't afford to wow. feed them at home. And so the state complied and it spread throughout the country. That School launcher forever. That is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> whoa, Jack. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You know, okay. A little too soon, but you know, whatever. It's just ah, <laughs> that TJ thought that was funny. That I was did. funny. I did. Cause I picked Black up Panther exactly what he was. Uh-huh. I picked up on exactly uh-huh. what he was trying to do. Adamantium lunchboxes. But what would you rate your top? What would you put as your favorite X-Men movie? Oh God. They were all, none of them were extremely good. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't really love that universe. If it's I'm just they honest. haven't made, they haven't had sort of like a renaissance, you could say, of like good X-Men movies. Like you look at the first X-Men the movies, first which were like the first three, yeah, were decent. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. you know, 2000s, like oh, yeah. they were 2000 superhero movies. And mm-hmm. on that criteria, they, they, they were, were good. You know what you expected coming out during that time period. But then like X, like Origins, <laughs> Origins was not Dude, very good. Origins and the whole, the whole apocalypse thing where apocalypse all that stuff didn't happen. And some people lived after they died and yeah. it, it got so convoluted yeah yeah and it, the it, new ones it, are just it, it just are it was weird. like dude what is happening that i didn't really like days I of future didn't. past or first class all the way up to dark phoenix actually first class i kind of digged dude i, I forgot that. dark phoenix dark, was even a movie dark, dark phoenix, phoenix is bad dark phoenix i like i sort of kind of like the middle but after like it got to the end it was, was it, really it was almost cringy. so good but at the last the last line when Gene says, like, like when the aliens, like, your friends make you, we- or, like, your emotions make you weak. And then Gene just says, no, <laughs> they make me strong. I'm like, that's the message of your movie? That, oh, emotions make you strong. Come on. Like, make a better movie, guys. 
I can't. You I can't. Did, you should have did the hands like you do it. Do it again. Motherfucker, come out. <laughs> Jack, if you watch the movie, you'll you'll probably identify the same things. Um, but oh my god. Honestly, yeah. first class was cool just because I liked all the kids coming together really with their was. cool powers. But oh, I liked first and also class. the that scene where good. he brings the quarter through the goose, the guy's head. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That was oh hardcore. Days of Future it Past. Really we were was. just talking about that. Days of Future Past is not good. It was weird. I did not like Days of Future Past. Like, I can't even remember what's going on. Like, oh. I I remember like he goes back in time because they're all getting killed by the Sentinels, and then there's uh, there's um what's his name uh the Peter the guy with the, the the short dude from Game of Thrones Peter Dinklage he's there and Peter the door the, the yeah he was the he was the politician guy he was whatever. the scientist behind uh scientist, the, that's the right. Sentinels. Um, we're talking about the the guy yeah. that was the that played on Game of Thrones. Yeah, the Lannister, the short Lannister. Oh wow, Tyrion, whatever. <laughs> Tyrion. So, um, <laughs> all right, guys, we're I didn't pay attention to that really. Well, I good on you then. Well, it's minute fifty three. Uh, I have no idea what what happened to the last fifteen minutes. Uh, I'm sweating a little bit. Um, I think I might. <laughs> I think I might have been yelling, but I can't remember. So, um. That's what happens down in the sewer. You know, we just do special K all day. Uh, there's be like there's dirty needles everywhere um, and a bunch right. of spiders. But um, do either of you want to say anything else conclusory about this episode? I am. I am all. I'm all podcasted out, Adam. I'm good. Yeah, I'm pooped. Well, TJ, you done? Virgos, this week, we have some very important things that's coming toward us this week. So stay open. Stay dog, alert. Dog, we can't, we can't, we can't mix the politics stuff with the star sign stuff. All right, we'll be looked at. I just had to throw that out there. I just had to throw that out there. That's it. That's it. What? 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 It was for my Virgos. Oh my god. It was for my Virgos. TJ, we're gonna look like idiots now. I mean, more so me versus you guys because I'm the one that's throwing out. Okay, but you were fucked on all of us. We'll get, we'll get more of a white girl demographic. What? Oh yeah, exactly. We'll get, we'll get all the white girls to come up and watch us. Actually, no. All the white girls are going to hate our first 45 minutes of this episode. <laughs> they definitely will, so just don't lose your <laughs> I'll put timestamps. All right. But <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the 426 Podcast, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day. Stay safe.